0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Anime Chateau Podcast. My name is TJ aka Screams and my goal is to spread the love of anime across the globe. Before we get started, I also run a Facebook page, Anime Chateau, where people can share their love for anime. Uh, it's a great place for some awesome anime memes posted by yours truly uh, or just to you know get the occasional update on different anime shows or video games or the MCU. Um, Joining me today, uh, as usual lately, is my good buddy Brandon. Hey, hey. And before we get started, or before we get into it, as usual, I also like to give you guys an update on uh, how we're going as far as plays. Uh, Of course, we all know I did the giveaway last week and Jacob Treadway won. Uh, This week, I'm a little disappointed, honestly. Uh, We had a, a large jump last week. I think we got like. 60 plays in one week which was awesome Uh, this week we got 16 it's a little disappointing Uh, but again I'd like to encourage you guys all as always you know like share uh, share the Facebook page share the podcast Uh, reach out to me if you guys have any complaints or any uh, pointers or anything or something you'd like to see me do in a future episode um, honestly, this week's kind of got me, got me feeling down a little bit, um, which of course, you know, we're getting closer to the holidays. So things are starting to get busier in life with, you know, Halloween approaching and coronavirus and Thanksgiving and, uh, heck I've already started Christmas shopping cause I've got a kid. Uh, so, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards taking a break. I don't know if I'm going to make this the last one or maybe do a couple more and then break for the holidays. Um, I guess we'll just kind of go see how this one goes. I'll probably post something on the Facebook page if I do decide to take a break. Uh, I am still having fun. Uh, the, the plays don't matter that much to me. But they are important. I mean, it's nice to see you get rewarded for your hard work. And I advertise the hell out of this podcast. I probably post it on like seven or eight different sites a day. Uh, but yeah, make sure you guys follow me on Anime Chateau. On Facebook, uh, send me any emails to animechattoe at gmail.com, uh, and of course, if you know me personally, text me, call me, shoot me a message on Facebook, uh, however you guys know to reach me. Uh, also, if anybody wants to hand out some business cards, as always, um, hit me up. Um, I think we'll go ahead and hop right into anime news. I've got a couple of them that I think are pretty interesting. Um, The first one I have, which, uh, I'm actually really glad Brandon is on this episode because he is a Digimon fan like myself. Back in February there was a new Digimon adventure movie called The Last Evolution uh, Kizuna. And it is coming out to DVD on September 29th, which is 9 days from now, 9 days from recording. And Toy Animation and Shout will be hosting a live stream on October 3rd. I have not seen this movie. It's supposed to be the final movie from the original Digimon series. With, you know, before the reboot, of course. With Ty and all of them. Uh, I'm pretty hyped about it. Uh, I'll probably try to find it before the live stream on October 3rd. Because I just like Digimon that much. Uh, Have you heard anything about it, Brandon?
1: I have not heard anything about it, but knowing that it's coming to DVD that soon, I was really excited when they announced the movie, and yeah. then I didn't hear anything, so the fact that I'm now hearing something again, you're actually the first person I've heard it from. I haven't seen anything, and I'm in a few pages. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, excited, I... and if you find it, you know, absolutely oh, yeah, forward that to me. Oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs>
0: um, I did see a still, like a, a frozen image or whatever from it, and apparently it's going to have some of the uh, tamers from Gen 2. With uh, like Ken and... I mean, it's been a minute since... With the guy that had V-Mon, what's his name?
1: Yeah, I can't remember his name Yeah, either. it's been a minute, too. Uh, the soccer the soccer player. Yeah,
0: tie Knockoff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have like the second gen in there, which I think is pretty cool, too. And the little dude that had Armadillo on that did uh, the wooden katana. The little Asian kid? Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be pretty fun. I'm really excited for it. Um... There's a new Crunchyroll series coming out October 1st, and it's called Burn the Witch, it, which sounds kind of dark a little bit, but uh, it's, uh, the manga is actually written by the artist that wrote Bleach. Uh, his name is Tite Cuba. I probably butchered the hell out of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it seems pretty interesting. I was kind of reading up on it a little bit. Apparently, there's invisible dragons going around and killing people in London. And only certain people can see them, and they're called witches or warlocks, and they fight the dragons. So it seems, I mean, you know, burn the witch, dragons fire, you know, seems pretty interesting. I'll probably check it out. My uh, list of anime I need to watch or catch up on is slowly growing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'll probably add this one to it. Um, The last one I have, um, those of you that watch Sword Art Online know that it just ended. Which is another show that I'm behind on, <clears throat> uh, but they announced that they're going to do uh, a, a reboot kind of of uh, the original series of Einced called Sao Progressive, uh, and it's it's going to you know talk about Einced and do like like each level, like because you know it's like a hundred level tower, they're going to do a story for each level following Kitty in the uh, the cover art shows you know the Iron tower and then it has uh, awesome on the cover as well which looks pretty cool uh, for anybody that is wishing that is really excited for the continuation of it uh, not talking about the reboot but just you know like season 5 or whatever after Alex- Alexization in the underworld um, they kind of hit a little speed bump and I think that's why they're doing this uh, they don't have enough of the manga written. So it looks like the next actual, you know, canon series or season is gonna be delayed and it's looking like a 2023, 2024 uh, release date for it, just because they gotta give the the artist time to write more manga so they have content. Which is kinda sucks, but I mean, you know, you don't wanna, you know, an unfinished project, get another Game of Thrones going in there and just rush and annihilate the final
1: i want to say I, i'm worried they're gonna go it sounds like they're pulling an attack on titan move where attack on titan season one did it really really well and then it because it was off for so long it lost momentum yeah and attack on titan isn't nearly as big as it was when season one dropped
0: um with season four being announced i'm in a lot of anime groups and you know i use them to promote the podcast as well and mm. i since season four's trailer has been announced I have seen significantly more people uh put that in like their top five because you know people started catching up on it and talking about how good <clears> season <throat> three was yeah. so i think that one is definitely one that's uh gonna bounce back
1: i hope so i i know a lot about what's coming um because yeah. after the season the recent season ended i wanted to know more so i read a bunch of the manga and there is it, there's some stuff coming that i absolutely did not see at all it's very interesting and the format of the storytelling changes quite a bit and you get different perspectives on people and I think it's gonna be really good season 4 will probably be the best season I don't know how much of the manga they're gonna fit into season 4 I think they said that they were gonna end it on season 4 but I don't know if they yeah, can I think so but if they do hopefully they follow the manga and they don't try to come up with something of their own in the end because they don't have enough time because I don't think the manga's over yet I think it's about to end but it's not over yet so if they fall behind and they pull some you know l- this recent season's bleach full bringers arc or some craziness to try to end it or they go to the, f- the full uh, or the the full metal alchemist route i'm going to be very disappointed yeah
0: uh, i did see a like a image from the new season of aaron looking in a mirror and he has like yeah. long hair now
1: yes he does it's a um, there's a time skip
0: yeah okay cool I'm kind of curious how that's gonna play
1: out. It's I'm really, gonna. I'm really play excited out. about that one. I'm very excited. Yeah. Very excited to see it animated. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, but that is all I have as far as anime news.
1: So. Uh, real quick to bounce yeah. off the guy that you were talking about, who's making the Burning Witch. Uh, yeah. You said it, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. It's the same guy that makes Bleach. Type Kubo. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. I said he's okay. the from Bleach. Okay. <laughs> that that little bit. Uh, skip through my ear I guess while I was typing okay. yeah so right. I'm gonna get into that cuz I like the, yeah. I like his writing um, I don't like the ending of the show but bleach was pretty good so I'm, yeah I'm excited about there that.
0: is there is a trailer for it which I can send you after this uh, the animation looks a little like I, I, I want to say like a little like laggy or blocky but I'm sure it's probably been updated since that trailer was out it wasn't even like dubbed or anything it was like a full okay. Japanese trailer uh, but it did look pretty interesting from what i saw of it
1: okay cool uh, i
0: believe the main characters are supposed to be like twins like a boy and a girl don't hold me to that obviously there's just a trailer but it looked it looked interesting
1: right well i uh, doubt i mean i don't have any information but i'm sure it's not the same studio that made bleach so i'm not expecting like bleach yeah, level yeah. yeah animation but if the story is good i mean i'll i'll jump on board i watched the recent season of seven deadly sins Not for the animation, but for the story. So, the animation doesn't have to be so fantastic to keep me watching.
0: Which I finally finished, but we'll get to that at the end, like usual.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. So, I talked about it a little bit on the last episode. I was really, really wanting to do a My Hero Academia uh, fan theory episode, Uh, but I was short a guest, and we found one this week. And lo and behold, recording day comes, and the guest bells. So, it's me and Brandon. We're going to make this happen. Uh, Hopefully, we don't bore you guys too much. And hopefully, uh, getting away from the Elementals episodes we've been doing, this will pick up our uh, our viewers a little bit here. Uh, So, the first one I've got, uh, I think it's kind of goofy, I guess. It's not one that I would really like based off of anything serious but i just thought it was kind of funny to mention uh, one one fan theory that i saw was that eraser head or you know uh shoto Ozawa, is deku's uncle based on the fact that erasers quirk takes away people's quirks abilities and deku being born without a quirk <laughs> <laughs> makes absolutely no sense in my opinion but i thought it was a funny one to bring up
1: Okay, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna combat that just because it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it obvious. makes it
0: makes zero sense. Right, uh, right. There is so,
1: there is almost no
0: so. While we're talking about Deku's lineage, let's go ahead and bring in the fact that Deku's dad has been. I mean, he during the clips of Deku as a child in My Hero, and full disclosure, this podcast episode is gonna have some My Hero spoilers. If you are not caught up on My Hero, skip this episode, don't listen to it. Or unless you just don't give a damn and go, by all means go for it. Uh, so, Deku as a kid, you know, you always see his dad in the background, uh, playing with him, blah blah blah, as a dad should. But Deku, you know, as a teenager enrolling in UA, his dad is nowhere to be found. Not mentioned, they never said whether he, you know, what happened, What? why he left the picture. One fan theory that I saw uh, was that one for all, or no, all for one. I get a mixed up. The villain, whatever. We'll just go for that. The villain <laughs> is <laughs> his dad, uh, based on the lore behind Deku's quirk. So all, okay, so it's all for one is the villain. Okay, so. Um, the origin for One for All and All for One. Uh, they were they were two brothers, one of them seemingly quirkless. And the other one, you find out, has the ability to take quirks and give it to others. Okay. Uh, the older brother feels pity for his younger brother who doesn't have a quirk. He steals somebody's quirk and gives it to his younger brother. Then finds out that his younger brother's quirk was actually the ability to pass on his own quirk the loop of um, one for all uh, <clears throat> so based on that them thinking so which I kind of debunked the theory that I was about to say right there uh, but based on that a lot of people are saying that all for one is Deku's biological father based on the fact that his brother did not have a quirk ie Deku inheriting that trait and not having a quirk but as I just stated his brother actually had a quirk and that was the ability to pass on a quirk so Mm -hmm. it kind of debunked that one a little bit uh but spinning off of that and this is something that me and brandon had talked about way at the beginning of my hero academia uh what about the possibility of deku being born with a quirk and through some series of events all for one took his quirk away from him What do you think yeah, on we, that
1: one? So I I do remember us having that conversation and now that the story has gone forward, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I can see that being a thing. So there's another theory that plays off of that, right? So the doctor. Yes. The doctor that sees to the children when they are injured. There's a small scene in one episode after Uh, all for one gets arrested and that doctor is seeing him yes right so this doctor who has direct contact with children that are in the school growing up figuring out their quirks is also in contact with all for one himself so there is a theory going around that is more popular than, than the majority that this doctor may be providing information to him as to which quirks are worth stealing and that is how he is acquiring some of the quirks that he has yeah and that plays off of they they kind of go hand in hand that does make sense it is possible and personally i don't know if i believe it but it it would make sense
0: yeah it would make sense uh but also it's like a unsure thing because i mean he is a doctor and all for one was injured so theoretically he could have just been you know doing his job
1: of course uh i mean the but, thing that all thing, theories go ahead i'm but, sorry
0: another thing as well with that doctor uh when deku was you know they told deku he didn't have a quirk it was that doctor that told him he didn't have a quirk right. so they had the x-ray or whatever and said they had an extra bone in their foot or something like that if i recall and that was mm-hmm. that showed up in people with quirks but that doctor could have easily like showed another scan for another patient that didn't actually have a quirk and said you you don't have a quirk you don't have this bone blah blah blah
1: he could have covered it up in some way because he realized that he had a quirk that was worth stealing before he even knew that he had it right and it is possible because going back to the brother thing everybody thought that the brother didn't have a quirk but it turned out he did and they didn't figure that out until he had been given a quirk that he could pass on quirks. right so it's completely possible um do I believe it? Not so much. Uh, would it be interesting? I think it would open up the story in a, in a big way. Because then you would be able to see, did Deku have a quirk? What was his quirk? Etc. Cetera, et cetera. But to me, it just doesn't feel like the story is going in that direction. Uh, could it do a 180? Yes. But again, not one of my favorite. But it's plausible.
0: Yeah, I think it would definitely be an interesting story. Um, and it would also be another way that Deku would be tied into it. For those of you that haven't watched, well, I don't think it's been revealed in the show, but it has been revealed in the manga. That, and this may be a spoiler for you too, but like I said, spoilers are in this episode. Uh, <laughs> the the guy that, or the woman that gave uh, All Might, all, uh, one for all. Was actually uh, Tamiro Sugaraki, the guy with the hand on his face that decays everything. Grandmother. It was actually his grandmother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Deku, in a way, you know, being the newest, uh, inherited of uh, One For All, is tied to Tamira and the League of Villains, and therefore all for one. So I think yes. it would be a cool like double way to tie it in, but at the same time, you know, could just be grasping for straws.
1: Right, and I did see that, and I was actually going to bring that up in this episode, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure if you knew it, so it's a good thing, so we're both on the same page. So, to play off of the Deku's father theory, I heard a similar theory. I mean, it comes to the same, it ends the same, but it's a little bit different on the way it works, so, um, I'll get into that when it's my turn to get into it, and then, uh, (laughs) i'll debunk why i think it's not true but for now we'll just go we'll keep going with your theories
0: okay uh i mean not necessarily my theories the internet's theories but
1: or yeah well yeah. my theory is a theory i saw that i added to so i guess it kind of is my theory i don't know
0: okay i mean go for it uh, i was just going to transition into something else after that so go for it
1: okay debunk well it. debunk it all right <laughs> so the deku's father theory this is what this is what gets me, okay? Uh, before I debunk it, I want to say the one that I heard um, was that, yes, he is his father, but it's not because of their ties. It's because so we know that Deku's father, the only thing that we know about his father is that he has a, a telepathic ability. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is something that uh, All for One has shown. He used it to communicate with somebody in an episode, and I'm blanking on exactly who it was but he's it's been hinted at that he can communicate with people from a long distance right without Mm -hmm. like a how is he how is he getting his information right how is it that he's in the jail and he knows what's going on he knows what's going on with his pupil or his protege he's got some kind of ability that lets him keep in touch with things outside of his grasp so they're saying that that is why he is his father because he's got One of all for one's abilities, and that's the tie that they're making. Do I think it's true? No, but basically everything else is the same as the theory that you proposed with how why he's his father, and this is why I think that it's not true. Mm -hmm. So most main Shonen characters' fathers are dead, evil, or they're just not there. It's kind of a demographic that fits, and it's always been acceptable. I mean, Goku's father. We did get a backstory for him, but he's not there. You know, the yeah. the whole Deku thing, his father's not there. It's a very common thing in the Shonen world, Naruto's father's not there. So we we know based on these other Shonen shows that there's probably some kind of story coming. But we yeah. don't know when or how. So yeah. that's fine. But nobody started watching the show going, okay, which one of his parents are gonna be missing and secretly awesome? You know, nobody said that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said that when the show first started. So the only evidence proving this theory is they both saw the same doctor, and knowing Deku's father has a telepath telepathic quirk, that must mean it's all for one because he has a similar quirk amongst the tens of other quirks he has, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is Yeah. This is why I think that the theory is very weak. Um, is it impossible? No, but the show hasn't really given us anything else to go off of. So if it is true, they haven't, they've been keeping it hidden very well. And we haven't really gotten any strong hints as to the tie between Deku's imaginary father and all for one.
0: Imaginary father. He
1: existed.
0: Uh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I'm, I'm talking say.
1: about the silhouette father, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, silhouette yeah. that we see. All right, here's a and, random
0: thought that just popped into my head. Uh, we know vigilantes exist in this world, of course, because, you know, there's a spin-off series. Right. Uh, obviously, Deku's dad was not a hero. But what are the possibilities that he was a secret vigilante and somehow came into contact with All for One and lost his quirk and then was, you know, killed or something?
1: Hmm. I have not read that series and i know you have i don't know how much you've read of it but i know that you I've at least read the first what's chapter
0: i've read about half of what's out
1: so you have a little bit of insight um that is an interesting thought i mean that it, that is, is solely possible. not based
0: on anything other than the fact that vigilantes exist in this world but right. it just randomly popped in my head and i thought it was interesting
1: well i get that because like there's a lot of characters we've seen who have the ability to be heroes and they yeah. don't do it because they just either don't want to or they're not confident in themselves or they weren't in the position where like Deku was very lucky in how he got into yeah, the UA. school. Yeah, I mean UA isn't something that everybody can do and UA is the best way to be publicly known as a hero. If, if you don't have the funding or if you don't have the credentials, you can't get in and you might not even be no. able to be in the limelight. Or, so
0: here's another example in the case of the main character from the Vigilantes manga. Uh first off his quirk is stupid as shit. Uh but much like Deku, he is a a big, you know, all might fanboy. He wears an all might hoodie, that's his super suit. Yeah. Uh but his his quirk is called slide and glide, and literally he has to put one of his knees and two of his hands on the ground and he can slide forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I remember you telling me yeah, about it. It's completely it's, ridiculous. It's one of uh, the uh one of the sillier quirks in the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: but he uses it really well, very much like Lemillion. But he yeah. was on his way to take the exams to get into UA, and he saw a little kid drowning, and he stopped to save that little kid. You know, because he's got a hero complex, and mm-hmm. he was late and didn't get to enroll. Yep. And then fell into with some vigilantes, and that's his thing now. So
1: I mean, yeah, much like even the that makes a lot of sense, and that falls in line with the whole you just might not be privileged. I mean, the whole, yeah. uh, that little bit that they had in this last season with, what was his name? The Dr. Gentle, or uh, the, the The Gentle guy. camera guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he was, he, we got a little bit of his backstory and yeah. he was shunned and um, he, he just didn't seem like he would be able to develop, so he was denied and he kept failing yeah. and failing. That kind of stuff, too. I mean, obviously, he made a decent villain. His abilities and the way that he used them were very good, and they could yeah. be used. He, uh, was,
0: he was definitely a goofy filler villain. Uh, yeah. He was just thrown in there for Deku to learn to master his shoot style. Mm-hmm. But his quirk was another one of those that's, like, weak, but the way he used it made it strong.
1: In the movie, in the second movie, uh, for anybody listening that hasn't seen it yet the villain uses a very similar ability yeah. or a quirk uh and he's got a few quirks. Uh, i'm not going to try to spoil too much yeah. but this it's it's not quite the same but it's basically the exact same as gentle's quirk and the way he used it was i mean just crazy the the stuff yeah. that he was able to stop and block and if he didn't have that quirk how much of a disadvantage would he have been at so the fact that the super boss villain was able to use a similar quirk So advantageously for him, I think that gentle could be a really good hero. It's just, he went down the wrong path and, and there's probably no redemption left for this man. Uh, well in the way that he could become like a big time hero, but yeah, his quirk is useful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I could see him. I mean, his, he went down like a villainous path, but he did it like lightly and in a way that made it like justified, I guess you could say in a way. Yeah, so, I don't know, I can see them shedding some kind of good light on him, making him appear down the road, uh, like a changed person. It'd be interesting.
1: Or get at least a cameo or two in there where he's doing some kind of volunteer work for the school or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Trying to uh, to
0: redeem himself, redemption, arc. yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. Do you have any theories left? Oh, yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, Not necessarily tied around All for One being Deku's dad but hmm. uh, we yeah. mentioned uh, in that theory All for One taking Deku's quirk uh, one theory that I saw and I didn't really look up like there was literally like no evidence behind this one as well uh, but this one was that Dobby the guy that uses the blue fire mm-hmm. uh, that All for One took Deku's quirk and gave it to Dobby mm. Literally, like, no reason why this is even a thing. I couldn't find any kind of evidence that would point to any reason why that would be true, but...
1: Right. Could I you just I imagine? <laughs> could you just imagine if every theory was based off of nothing? Yeah. Then yeah. then it would open the doors to just um, infinite possibilities. Low-key, <laughs> Deku is
0: the true inheritant of All for One because he's Jesus Christ.
1: Okay. All right, I accept that one. That okay. one's fine. Don't change anything about it.
0: Makes sense, yeah. Right. Uh, who needs all for one? I'll just smite them with holy light.
1: Jesus, Jesus to the rescue.
0: Okay. Uh, so, well, while we're on the topic of Dobby, we might as well just hop into this one. Okay. Dobby being Ende- Endeavor's son.
1: Strong argument here. I oh, yeah. Okay. This, I know this you is one that I like. Research. Yeah. This is one that I I really
0: like. I do think this one would be really cool. Uh, I will give you a couple of the reasoning behind this theory, which makes sense, and then I'll let you go and debunk what you will. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, we know that Endeavor and his wife, the Ice Lady, who's crazy in the cuckoo house, uh, Endeavor hooked up with her to try to counterreact his overheating... Uh, weakness with her cooling ability and they had three kids total Uh, the issue with the ice lady I don't know what her name is was she was really like weak minded and that trait kind of passed off to her kids so she had three kids the first one was a boy named Toya Todoroki and it was said that he had fire that was even stronger than endeavors but he had a weak will like his mother, so he wasn't, you know, skilled with it. Hmm. Uh, then we have uh, Fuyami, which is the sister, and she has an ice quirk, and she is a school teacher. Then we have Natsuo, who it doesn't say what kind of quirk he has, but he's a college student. And then, of course, we have Todoroki. So I guess we have four, four children, but three children other than Todoroki. Yeah. So uh, we know, you know, Endeavor abused. His kids trying to force them to be strong like he is. Right. And you know about the whole pan on Todoroki's eye, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, So right after their mother got locked away in the crazy house, Toya Todoroki mysteriously dies. It doesn't say how, it just says that he mysteriously died. And then the fan theory is that Dobby is actually Toyo Todoroki and that he didn't actually die. Right. So, and of course, the little bit of evidence, you know, we know that Todoroki and Dobby have the same eye color. And, of course, the fire ability, except for Dobby's flames being blue.
1: Well, I mean, blue flame is burns brighter and hotter than orange flame, so... Saying that his flame is stronger than his father's and that it's blue, it does match up. I mean, that does make sense. And what if
0: it got its blue hue from the mother's ice ability?
1: Um, I like to think about
0: think about Ben Ten whenever he turned into that flying thing that could shoot ice. I can't remember its name, but the ice was so cold that it burned like fire.
1: Yeah. Okay, I can see that. That's a weird twist to put on it, but I can see yeah. that. Interesting twist. It's a good theory. It's not a bad theory. Um, so, I agree with the uh, things that you've said so far. Is there anything else to add to the theory?
0: No, that's all I've got written down.
1: Okay. So, like I said before, I like this theory. I hope it's true, and there is a l- little bit of evidence that says that it could be true. I mean, theories are based off of most most theories are based off of plausible evidence and the mysterious death that we don't have any explanation for a fire user pops up out of nowhere he doesn't give any information we don't know anything about him you know the writers done very well to make sure that his backstory and everything is covered up
0: while you're talking about the writers I'm gonna hop in they have revealed who his parents are in the manga But when they did it, they literally put a black line across it so you can't see it. Interesting. Yes. And in the latest English adaptation of it, they did the same thing with uh, Toga. Okay. Yeah. So we know Toga has some kind of ties to somebody.
1: Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I really like this show. I really like this show. (laughs) I, I mean... It's not, it's not on a One Piece level, but, you know, the, the writer, what is his name again? It's, uh, Kohei Hiro, well, Kohei, Kohei (laughs) is able to put foreshadowing elements in this show, which I didn't think it had in the beginning, but as the show keeps going on, we can see more and more about a couple things in the beginning that are being revealed now, uh, you know, they, they throw hints here and there, and... Some of that stuff is coming to light. Uh, my favorite one is when Deku is in the tournament, right? And he's fighting the guy. Oh, slight fan theory. Um, the the guy that's able to hypnotize. What's his name?
0: I know what you're talking uh, about. Uh, sh- starts with an S, I believe. Purple hair.
1: <laughs> yeah. So fan, slight fan theory thrown in the middle of this. People think that he is the teacher. Is Yeah, they're related. Um, But I I think that one is just silly because they've been seen walking together a couple times and their eyes look the same. And Uh,
0: in the manga, I don't know if it's been adapted adapted into the anime, but in the manga he also uses... uh, Like, you know, Eraser uses that tape. mm -hmm. He also uses a weapon very similar to Eraser. And Eraser trains him how to use it, which is why they would be seen together.
1: Okay, well... I don't I don't really care for that theory cuz it's literally yeah. it's based off of one one small instance but when he's stuck and he's about to lose you get the foreshadowing which is the outline of all of the heroes that mm-hmm. have used the quirk that Deku now has that is you know that is the kind of stuff that I like and the show is slowly starting to reveal these things, which is getting me more and more interested in the story itself and not just the fantastic visuals.
0: And while you're talking about that, when it comes back, you know, after this hiatus, it is Mm -hmm. going to really delve into what you just talked about.
1: Yes, which is what I am very much excited about. Which I'm
0: not worried, I don't want to spoil too much there because it hasn't been aired in the anime, but.
1: Right. But anyways, I do really like that theory, uh, the whole theory of them, of him being his uh, father, being father-son father figure, but let's get to the debunking, okay? I do so, think it
0: would be an interesting, uh, I guess, triangular aspect between Dobby, Endeavor, and Todoroki as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got two badass characters on one on one side of the coin, one on the other. You know, one's a hero, one's a major villain. Yeah. Uh, they they have a similar vibe, you know, Todoroki's calm, collected, and very strong. Dabi is calm, collected, and very strong.
0: And arguably Endeavor's right in the middle.
1: I mean, yeah, he is, I mean...
0: He's a hero to the public side, but behind closed doors, he's really a bad guy.
1: I wouldn't say he's <clears throat> bad, he's just misunderstood. Well, and he's jealous. Be-
0: he's beating the shit out of his children and forcing them to be heroes right which is
1: why which is why his mother had the weak mind because she was abused by him for for a long time and his you know that can affect people in different ways that's why maybe one was weak-minded and the others weren't but back to the dobby debunking so here is my argument there's going to be heavy sarcasm here why dobby is todoroki's brother they're both fire users (laughs) <laughs> I can't imagine Endeavor even looking at other women or the thought of him abandoning his son. I mean, President Mike did say that he's a doting father. Sarcasm. Also, get this. They look at each other in the training arc and they both have blue eyes. <gasps> They're related. You know, cuz every every anime duo that is related and they didn't know they were have the same color eyes. I mean, Naruto and his father and there's other kinds of examples that I can't think off the top of my head right now. But they both have blue eyes. Definitely related. So, be that as it may, what we've seen in the anime, that's all we have to go off of. Manga tells a little bit more, but not much. Um, however, heavily sar- heavy sarcasm off to the side. I do think that of all the theories, this is probably one of the strongest ones. And I really hope it's true because that's going to open a few doors and we're going to finally figure out who Dobby is and why he's being cast in the shadow for say and forgotten for now. I feel like we haven't gotten a lot out of Dobby because it might be that we're going to get a lot out of him later. So, I'm very hopeful that this is true. That he is his brother. Yeah. I
0: wouldn't really But so my say debunking
1: that. was literally just sarcasm yeah. based I off really, of yeah, visual. I was
0: going to say I wouldn't really say that that like debunks it but it makes kind of says, fun of the it's theory. Not, it's not foolproof <laughs> evidence
1: no uh, and there isn't really anything to debunk it either just like yeah. there isn't a whole lot of evidence yeah, yeah. that says that it is true
0: yeah I, I do think it would be very cool and this is one that i do actually hope is true as well because uh, dobby i mean he's badass as it is anyhow yes uh that being said though at the beginning of the second my hero academia movie endeavor and um And Dobby kind of have a little spout when Dobby's on the back of the uh, truck and he Mm -hmm. shoots his fire at Endeavor and then Endeavor shoots his fire back and it just completely drowns Dobby's fire. Yes. Yeah.
1: I I wouldn't say that he's stronger than Endeavor. Yeah. But it's just too bad we didn't get any more out of that scene. Like maybe they could have thrown in a small hint, you know, boosting the theory to really solidify it and make it possibly true but we didn't get anything out of that scene sadly Uh, we know that he's not nearly as strong as Endeavor but that doesn't mean that he's not a force to be reckoned with I mean Dobby might not be the strongest villain but he could be sneaky, sly and those things can make people stand out
0: as far as the legal villains he's considered one of their powerhouses I would say him and uh, Shigaraki
1: right but I mean, um, comparing them, which are fairly new villains, to Endeavor is kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah, Because Endeavor's absolutely. been a hero for a long time.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he's put himself through rigorous training trying to uh, succeed All Might, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it never really shows anybody in the League of Villains really training.
1: <laughs> no, not really. They're just Very scheming. seldom. They're, they are just <laughs> scheming.
0: They're just little weasels twisting their fingers in front of their mouths. <laughs>
1: Well, that's, like I said, the the sneakiness. We don't know what's yeah. going on in the background because they're all plotting. And that, you, you plot long enough and you're going to come up with something. And, well, we know, I already know about some of those somethings. And it is, yeah. there is going to be some stuff coming in the manga or coming in the anime next season and the season after where you yeah. see all that in plotting the, really go to work.
0: In the manga right now with what's been volumized in America, they're actually exploring... The League of Villains backgrounds, mm. And I'm going to, without spoiling anything, some of them are going to go plus ultra. In the Absolutely. Of Walmart, in the yes. Of
1: One in particular who we know very well. But try not to spoil too much here. Because yes. I don't know how much you know either. And I don't want to spoil anything for you being an advent reader. Yeah. But. So. Um,
0: I think the next issue, it has a picture of uh, Demura on the cover. And I think it comes not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. So, I'm pretty excited for it.
1: Nice. So, I guess we can move on from that theory. Okay. Since I only we've got made one more.
0: It. I only got one more. Do you have any before I delve into this?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I've okay. got one major theory that I think is true. Um, so, I'm just going to get into it. All right. Yeah. Um, this is something that I actually found in a comment while uh reading another theory which i didn't care for and it caught me in a way that made me think is this possible it is possible this might actually be true this is called the quirk crisis theory so there is a thought that as generations pass quarks will continually combine as time goes on as they're passed on complexing and enhancing their abilities and powers causing people to eventually be unable to control or even use their own powers at safe limitations this theory is backed by none other than Aerie. Her quirk is so powerful that she is yeah. unable to control it at her age with her weak, fragile mind and her inexperience. So, I think that this is a good start for this theory, and I'm going to get more into it. Uh, but you're going to see as I go on how this might actually be a thing. Yeah. So
0: I mean, it makes sense because, like, you know, we just talked about Endeavor trying to mate with somebody to create somebody with a stronger, more balanced quirk. Yeah. And then the tie to Eerie who has her little time, tra- or not time travel, but time speed rewind thing.
1: Yeah, basically rewind. Not re- not right. necessarily time itself, but rewind uh, yeah. an instance, an occurrence for one individual. But, so I mean, I'm kind of we kind of already said this, but yeah, she's able to completely rewind events that take place within a single person back to a specific point. Now, that point, she's not in control of. Uh, we see this in the Deku versus Overhaul fight. Her quirk is so strong, her brother was stealing her blood to make quirk-erasing bullets. So, I mean, when somebody's trying to steal your power to ruin other people's lives, you just, you just know that you have NLP power, right? So, Furthermore, we know that Ari accidentally erased her father at a young age because she was unable to control her own quirk. Even so, we still don't know her full potential because of her lack of control. So, accidentally erasing somebody, that might not even be the apex of her ability. She might be able to do something more catastrophic. Uh, We might not figure that out until later. Hopefully we don't. Mm -hmm. But if we do, it just backs up this theory.
0: I mean, theoretically, if she erased a, a human being, an adult human being with no training, imagine what she could do if she does get some kind of control over her quirk. She could, well, like, you've gotta, touch the ground and erase an entire continent.
1: Well, you've got to think the quirk crisis theory is based off of the ability not to control yeah. the power. Because yeah, it's yeah. so strong, you can't control it. And by the time... The issue is with the kids. Uh so do you remember that episode where they were they had to take the prelim que- uh, test and instead of like doing a test test they had to babysit those kids yeah uh because they were acting out all the time and they were known as a bad class well there is a character delivered by sage or a, a line delivered by seiji uh shishikura who is one of the I wouldn't say kids. One of the people uh, from UA is present there. And he says when they're babysitting the children, uh, how strong these kids are with no training. And this is basically what started the theory. This is what started the theory, which is what I saw in a comment. So he comments on how strong these kids are. Well, what if it actually goes a step further? What if we have more kids that we haven't seen yet that have these abilities that are not quite coming to fruition because it's not the you know quote-unquote the future yet but you keep mating and mating and mating and there's only so many quirks in the world and you start mixing them all together eventually you're gonna come to something that is just astronomical and catastrophic Mm -hmm. so yeah combining the fact that all these children are developing stronger quirks than the previous generation with how ari was born with this op quirk it seems that quirk singularity theory which was the line that was delivered by Seiji, to Mike, which is the... Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the 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 announcer, basically. Yeah. During the babysitting episode, you know, that that's definitely something that is possible in the future. I mean, and to further back this, I mean, could you imagine if a child developed a quirk like Space Hero 13's Black Hole, yeah. but stronger and they couldn't control it? I mean, you could literally wipe out cities and not even mean to. Or... Yeah, just, like, or, sneeze. <laughs> Yeah, just sneeze, and boom, whole city gone. And there's nothing you can do about it. This all plays into the court Crisis theory. I mean, what if a child was born with the opposite of Aerie's ability, where they could actually just change the age of people indiscriminately, backwards or forwards, and they couldn't control it? Aerie is able to undo things. And you could say that her ability is focused on time because they reverted a full, she reverted a full-grown adult to a fetus, and then he died. Well, actually a fetus in the womb and that's why he died yeah but if you're able to increase or decrease somebody's age you it I think it's more catastrophic than her ability you could make people old they could you could kill them instantly I mean
0: yeah, yeah the blinker.
1: at the surface it seems like Kohei the writer very well could be setting the story up this way on purpose to continually provide our heroes with hurdles they must overcome in the future i mean
0: yeah it makes sense look at like like overhaul his quirk was freaking crazy to create or destroy he could literally touch somebody and they explode yeah so if he was to have a kid with somebody else who has a strong quirk that would be freaking nuts too
1: right i mean selective selective uh like what am i yeah, selective reading, that's the word I was trying to get. Selective yeah. reading with a quirk that's compatible with his. I mean, yeah. if you could expand it past a touch, what if you could do it long range? Yeah, well, that's like, just unbeatable. Like,
0: yeah. Huh.
1: So that's a theory that I saw somebody comment on, and I added a lot of it to it. That What, that got, me, what got me was the line by Seiji when he was talking to Mike. And yeah. I did a little bit of research here and there, and then I kind of delved in off of that. It's not my theory, but I added to it. And I think it's plausible. I mean, I think yeah, it's completely possible. I, mean, makes sense. The I think that in the future... The example. Yeah, in the future we could definitely see children or coming-of-age people who have quirks that are so strong that they can't control it, and that may be a premise set up in the future. I mean, every time that the heroes find somebody, they're usually strong and they have to overcome that hurdle. Mm-hmm. But what if it's not just some villain? What if it's this crazy exponentially powerful person who can't control their power and it was done through selective breeding aka quirk mm. crisis theory
0: that's interesting
1: i do like that one yeah and then i do have just a little honorable mention i think it's kind of funny but i don't think it holds any bearings so invisible girl yep i don't remember how to pronounce her name toru yeah
0: i would butcher it so i'm not even gonna try
1: it <laughs> i think it's toru ha- uh hagakure Hagakure? Yeah. Well, there's a theory going around. And if you remember in the beginning of the show, they talked about the first baby born with a cork. They yep. called it the luminescent baby. Yeah, it, born it, in
0: a golden light.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just shined. It, the skin reflected... Refracted... <laughs> I'm virtueing that word. Yep. Refracted... Am I saying that right? Refracted, yeah. Refracted the light in a way that made it look like the baby was glowing. People are yep. saying that it's possible that she's a descendant of this baby.
0: Yep, because invisibility is, you know, bending light around you.
1: Right. She's able to create solar flares by controlling how light reflects, which could also be how she's avoids being seen. So I don't think that the theory really has a lot of stronghold, and we oh, don't yeah. know anything about her, really. So it is possible, but the whole luminescent baby thing was just meant to introduce quirks into the world. Yeah. I don't think that it's a strong it's tied story. In I don't think it's going to make a whole plot right. in the story.
0: I'll spin off of that, since it's light. <laughs> what if a laser navel is descended from
1: him? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, there's no oh, way that God. that cute little baby would make that creepy dude <laughs> when it grew up. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I do think it's funny that a lot of people were theorizing that he was the imposter imposter Mm -hmm. for a little while because of the way he was acting with Deku and being all creepy and I'm watching uh, you
0: similar to each other because their quirks were ill suited for their bodies
1: right and he's just a lot more awkward and weird and it was just a complete misunderstanding but it's just funny how theories come and go like that and theories are fun but I would like to see some of these be true because it's what I want it's what these people want that's why these theories are popular
0: Speaking of things just coming and going, uh, I really like that you brought up the imposter because that's what my final theory is about.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, before I even started looking this up, back when the imposter, because they haven't mentioned the imposter in a minute in the show, uh, me and Craig, Gameway Cafe Craig, uh, we were talking back and forth. We were watching the show and reading the manga at the same time. He actually was the one that started getting me into the manga. Um, I had a theory about none other than Eraser being the, the imposter. And I wish, like, I tried so hard when I decided that I wanted to do this episode to find, because I sent him, like, a big, long text with a bunch of different evidence. And it, Eraser was his favorite character in the show. And it was enough evidence to make Craig think that Eraser was the imposter as well Mm -hmm. Um, so and i found an interesting theory based off of this but it had less evidence i just strongly wish i could find my my evidence so i could you know back this up a little bit more (laughs) Um, so the theory is of course as i said that eraser is the imposter uh, or the traitor so we know uh when they were training you know, and each one were in their own separate little areas, training in their aspect or whatever. And the League of Villains got into UA, and they were all fighting, and Eraser got into the big showdown with the Nomu, where they were first introduced. And he got, like, fucked up, for lack of better words. Uh, and whenever it shows him with Recovery Girl, uh, she was saying, you know, he was banged up. They didn't know if he was going to be able to return to work. And, or if he would ever be able to use his quirk again. But when they went to class the next day, Eraser was there working. He was fully bandaged up, like he just got injured. But other than that, he was like back to normal. So the theory that I found states that somebody stole Eraser's quirk, gave it to somebody else, and they're an imposter pretending to be Eraser to feed the League of Villain, you know, inside news. Which is very interesting. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then I I remember one tidbit of information in that text that I sent to Craig. You remember when they were training out in the woods and Deku was fighting uh, the Muscle Fiber guy? Yeah, okay. yeah one of my and, favorite scenes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Okay, and then that's also where you really get a good look at, like, Dobby using his fire. Uh, And there's a guy named Twice who's on the League of Villains. Uh, If you don't know his background story, he's basically insane unless he's, he's, like, schizophrenic unless he's wearing his mask. Because he has the ability to split anything he touches into multiples. And he did it to himself so many times that he got confused and didn't know which... Copy was the real one, so he gets confused in his head and second guesses whether he's the real twice. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, when he's wearing his mask, it makes him feel whole. Um, and, and he, he basically
1: has multiple personality disorder because he yeah. lost himself yeah. in himself, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he's schizophrenic, but uh, so he makes a copy of Dobby, and then uh, I believe it was Edge Shot. I believe it was Edshot was the other teacher that was there. Uh, But Edshot was talking to the Dobby clone and he had it pinned and he was going to get information from it. And Dobby said, I'm not going to talk. And then Eraser shows up and just creams the Dobby clone right away. Because they're weaker than like a regular human and it disappears. And then Edshot's like, why'd you do that? And then Eraser's just like, ah, he wasn't going to talk anyway. You heard him. What if he was going to talk and Eraser creamed that freaking clone so he wouldn't? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then... uh, Eraser also tells All Might that if he keeps his godlike image, youngsters will try to be like him. I.e. Deku and the character from My Hero Vigilantes. Which would also kind of link him to Stain a little bit as well. Because a Stain goes after false heroes and looks up to All Might as being a god. Uh, you know, and also, you know, because Deku's so similar to him, thinks of Deku as a real hero, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then also, this is in the Vigil- Vigilantes manga. Uh, there's a guy named Knuckle Duster who's a vigilante. Uh, And Eraser actually catches him whilst, you know, pursuing a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he just says, I'm off duty and lets him go. So if Eraser was a real hero, vigilante is illegal, he would have arrested him.
1: So. Maybe. I mean, maybe he knew who that person was. Yeah. Uh, And my thing with Eraser is he. Uh, he's very much like laid back. He reminds me a lot of Yami from Black Clover. Yeah. Who doesn't go out of his way to do more than he has to. But when he does, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a trending moment. And I think that that tidbit could have just been his lazy personality coming out on a whim, you know? So I don't know if, I agree that it backs up the theory as much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it, they were just interesting tidbits. Yeah. In
1: the, and I mean, possibilities. Mix. Little yeah. tiny hints here and there that might yeah. add up to him being an imposter. Yeah. Uh,
0: and it would make sense, too. Like, who, I mean, whenever they went out to the woods, they said, he said only a select few teachers know, knew that they were out in the woods. So, yes. like, all might didn't even know. It was pretty much just like the principal, him, and then the three people that were out there in the woods training, the cat people. Right. You know, and Edshot, I guess, because he was there, because he's the teacher of Class B.
1: So... so... So here's my issue with the imposter theory, the traitor theory. Uh, I haven't really found anybody that I think has been proven through action that they are the imposter. So... One, one little tidbit about the theory is how did the villains find the kids when nobody knew they were out there, right? It mm-hmm. had to have been somebody that was there. A lot of people were saying that it obviously was a racer. Well, here's the thing. Anybody with a cell phone could have said, hey, guys, we're here. Come get us. Or come get them, you know. I mean, having specific ways to communicate with people, that doesn't give it away. A lot of people were saying that it was Mike, right? Because he has the ability to send high-frequency signals. Yeah. And the problem with that theory is that All Might, they even said it in the anime, All Might can hear high-frequency sounds. Yeah. So Mike wouldn't be able to get away with that with All Might around.
0: Also, I don't recall Mike even being like anywhere near that part of the show either.
1: No, and he wasn't. And yeah. that's, a, that's the thing is the whole theory itself there's been accusations on people the thing with the racer um there hasn't been anything he's done that really gets me and the the whole him coming back to school and being bandaged the reason why i think that that is overthought is because it's anime and there's been so many like deku with the muscle fiber fight right Mm -hmm. he was good at like two days later Even though he had just broken his body more so than he ever did before. And yes, he did get healing. But they all get healing and it won't ever be 100% from that Kissy Doctor chick. I can't remember her name. But that's just... I think that that's just some way that the show progresses time without showing us all the recovery. Um, And another thing. if, If Eraser really is the traitor then why didn't he just erase All Might's quirk when he was fighting all for one? If he had done that, if he had erased his quirk in the middle of that fight, it would have changed the outcome completely.
0: Yeah. Was he there, though? I thought they were just watching it on TV.
1: He could have been there. I mean, it's not impossible. If, If there had been a time where Eraser really wanted to turn the tide of the battle, that would have been the time.
0: Yeah.
1: It would have been then. He was fine his his powers were usable and the fact that he didn't do that makes me think that he is not he hasn't taken advantage of anything yet he hasn't done anything to prove it and i don't think anybody else really has either there's definitely a traitor i mean they've come out and said it but they haven't said anything for a long time and just nothing has really stuck out to me uh the last person that is theorized to be a traitor, some, a couple people, and it's not a very popular one, but some people think that the principal
0: yeah.
1: is a traitor, but the principal literally had a like five-minute inner monologue about finding the traitor, and the principal is also the one that came up with the plan to wipe out the League of Villains. I don't think that the writer would have done all of that if he was the traitor. Because then it would just make everything that was focused on a complete lie. Also, With...
0: he, he knew All Might's uh, secret about being weak and everything, and he could have easily just outed All Might at any time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've i seen... We've obviously seen things where some top brass are evil within... I mean, the Hunter x Hunter. The whole uh, thing that they got going on, there's a bunch of bad people that are in the upper Kecleon of the... Uh, tournament thing that they got going on and there's not, and obviously the anime is not going on and it answers a lot of that in the manga but we've seen we've seen where high ranking if you will just officers being double agents or double secret double agents blah 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 but I don't think the principle is that I think yeah. that the traitor is in my opinion based off of the way that I feel about the show I think that the traitor is a kid but there is, I have zero evidence to back that up. That's just, mm, I've always been pretty good at guessing what's going to happen in shows. Yeah, because a yeah. lot of shows follow cliches. Yeah, and, I feel and, I feel
0: the same way as well. Uh, also, another thing, uh, Eraser is also a new teacher at the school as well.
1: He is a newer teacher, yeah. Yes. He, he hasn't uh, been there as long as some uh, of the and, others.
0: And the uh, the lingerie chick, Knight something, I can't think of her name. Um, she lingerie chick. Yeah, she...
1: Hold on. Oh, the the yes, the fan the uh, the oh man, I'm losing it. Uh, it's
0: like something night.
1: Like... The chick with the whip.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, not the whip, but like the sex toy whip. Yeah. Basically, the one that has the uh the smell power, the aroma power. She can yeah. like put people to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of her name either.
0: Yeah, she got him the job there. Which okay. It, sh- it shows that in vigilantes. I think this is only like his second year there or something
1: like that. Well, we don't know much about her. Uh, yeah. the show has I think
0: her name's midnight.
1: It could be midnight. Uh, th- she's so yeah, that's her name. She's not very prevalent, and doesn't have a lot of screen time and I'm yeah. really bad about remembering some of these names because yeah. I watch so many so many shows and uh, I mean I haven't seen any theories about her being it but I mean mm-hmm. she hasn't really played any important parts in the show. Um, she's had a couple of small moments where she jumped in, like when she jumped in during the tournament um, I, I don't know, I don't think that it's possible that she could be but I, I, I don't have any evidence, and there's nothing in the show if she
0: is imposter, she can take me hostage
1: that's all I'm saying yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <me too>. um, <laughs> I did see one interesting thing, I didn't think it was worth mentioning, but since we Have just a little bit of time. I guess I'll bring it up. Um, somebody had theorized that the winged nomu, uh, in season two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so you notice that, boy. yeah, yeah, you notice that it went right after Deku. People are saying that that is the little boy who was one of, of uh, uh, Kats, uh, Bakugo's friends. Yeah. yeah, that, and you see in the picture, there's a kid with wings flying, mm, he's a heavy. And, boy. Yeah, and he he went after Deku because he recognized him. Now, that theory doesn't really hold up because Deku is kind of one of the prime objectives of of the League of Villains. They want Deku. Yeah. And for reasons that they know, you know, I th- I think that All For One very early on figured out who Deku is to All Might, and that yeah. that's the weakness. Also, He's the weakness.
0: Also, they said the DNA for the Nomus come come back to match like real criminals and that would make the boy that the you know subject boy that's a Nomu, like you know a 10 year old kid or however old deku is yeah so it wouldn't make sense either i mean i guess he could still be a really bad guy at 10 or whatever
1: well i mean whatever deku is. i don't remember them saying that it was specifically criminals i know in the anime i don't know how different it was from the manga and the anime but in the anime they said it was uh they were they just experiments
0: they said they said the dna came back to match that of a known criminal
1: oh the winged one
0: no not the winged one just uh the one i believe it was the one that eraser fought the first one.
1: Oh, the big one that he
0: took down yeah he took it down and then they said that they found uh multiple quirks and dna in there but the core of it came back to match that of a known petty criminal
1: hmm I, I wouldn't think that they're all criminals they're probably but that they haven't commented on all of the Nomu yeah. so we don't know but I do remember them saying in I think this season sometime after they fought after uh, endeavor fought the Nomu or during that I think mm-hmm. that one of the characters had commented on that they were experiments so that one might have been a criminal but they might not all be criminals. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if, crazy, crazy theory, I'm grasping in the dark, what if one nomo comes along and it turns out to have Deku's DNA and it's his father? I mean, you just, you <laughs> never know. We don't know what's coming yet. That
0: would be crazy. But that would be
1: crazy. If, that would kind of suck, if, too, though. <laughs> if
0: they are all petty criminals, what if, you know, a teacher who is also a imposter could be leaking the information of where these criminals that he took down are Giving the League of Villains locations More to capture them, yeah.
1: Right. I mean, it's possible. We. Yeah. The thing about these theories is that... the sh- I don't know. This show didn't seem to me like it was going to be very long. But this show's actually going yeah. on a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, I and think we're at, what, like
0: 150 episodes or something
1: like that? We're, we're pretty far in. And, and a lot of the meat and potatoes of these theories have not enough to go off of if the story keeps going and i see a hint about something i'm gonna be excited because i mm-hmm. like some of these theories and i've never been a theory guy like conspiracy theory stuff doesn't really interest me i lied
0: there's only 88 episodes
1: how much 88 oh well, you weren't even close no but that's okay <laughs> like that's doubling. okay
0: <laughs> i think i'm like i like of Black
1: <laughs> i like delving <laughs> i like delving into this stuff and I hope that some of them are true, but if they're not, they're just theories, and you know, it's just based off of people's opinions. Yeah, for sure. That's basically all I've got for theories. My court yeah, crisis sir. theory was was my focal point. Uh, that one holds up a lot. I, I the Dobby one. I, I hope that's true, um, but that's really the only one. Th- those are the only two that I have any real interest in, and I, I hope that I
0: do too. still think that Eraser's the imposter but I just cannot find that freaking text message with all the evidence to back it up and it happened so early in the show that I don't remember most of it
1: yeah I remember you talking about it and I remember you spending like three days trying to find it and you could not find yeah. it but.
0: but so I guess we'll go ahead and just finish this off like we always do and just kind of talk about what shows we have been watching um I finally finished 7 Deadly Sins <laughs> it was hard to get through <laughs> uh, mostly just because there wasn't like a whole lot of fighting in it And then the fights that were in there were kind of like, eh They
1: were lackluster
0: <laughs> Yeah um, Which, and Brandon, you've talked about the animation in the show I think, which of course I watched it after Netflix re-put it out And I seen the scene that you told me about <laughs> um, And it looked awful <laughs> but when I watched it on Netflix, it did not look awful. So I think that they fixed up a lot of the bad animation. Like, I really did I mean, the animation was... It definitely wasn't, like, as fluid as it was or anything. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't what I would call bad. Uh, but, I, you know, I've seen what you were talking about. And I would say that was atrocious. Mm-hmm. So I think Netflix did do a really good job of fixing it up. I just thought this season had more... I guess background story, then like combat and everything, which kind of made it a little bit slower. Uh, but I do look forward to the next and final season.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Other than that, uh, I found out—I'm not going to say where I found out because it's kind of weird and embarrassing. But I no, well, that, when I say that, it makes it sound like I was looking at porno. Oh, somebody told me about a show. Uh, <laughs> And the premise of it was really interesting, and it made me look it up, but the show is called Dororo. I'll probably pronounce that horribly, D-O-R-O-R-O, and the premise of the show um, it takes place way back in the olden times uh, in Japan. And this guy is, like it starts off this guy is making a deal with some demons or ghouls as they're called in the show, uh, or evil deities, whichever you prefer to try to uh, become powerful and have a prosperous land, etc, etc. And, of course, all magic comes with a price. And the price that these demons or deities want to take is his firstborn child, who is literally being born whilst he's in this temple making this deal. Uh, So, and I, I think there was like 13 or 14 demons total or something like that so you know as the woman's given birth it shows like the darkness leaving the temple for each one of the deities and going into the child as the final one leaves a buddhist statue falls off and deflects it uh, i hope that clap makes it into the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what the what these deities were doing was they were actually taking pieces of the boy uh you know so one took his his ears one took his eyes one took his nose one took his voice, one took his arm, the other one took his other arm, etc., etc., to where this boy is literally, has no limbs, is just a torso and a head with no skin on it, no eyes, no ears, no nose, no nothing. Okay. And then the dad's like, get it out of here. It's a, you know, it's a burden. We don't want it. It doesn't deserve to live. He hands it to a handmaid and the handmaiden goes off. Uh... She can't kill it because she's you know, a good person. So she wraps it up in a blanket and puts it in a wicker basket. Sets it out on the river to go down the stream. As soon as she lets go of it, a demon kills her. Uh, fast forward. a uh, It cuts over to a, a... There's a war going on between two samurai countries. Uh, there's one very strong samurai. Uh, it kind of shows him a woman getting killed in front of him and he you can see in his face that he's just tired of all the violence uh he feels bad about all the unnecessary murder that he's been doing so in order to make amends he decides to become a doctor and you know heal people uh and one of the things that he likes to do is give prosthetics to people and then unused prosthetics he actually gives to the dead so he'll go out on a battlefield Help him clean out the corpses, and if he sees somebody with like a severed arm, he'll use an old prosthetic that somebody's not using anymore and put it on the uh, severed arm, you know, the, the dead body, uh, just to try to make amends for some of the evil deeds that he has done. So he finds uh, this guy, the this main character, this little toddler with no limbs, blah, 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 and he takes him in, nurtures him, uh, because he's really good at crafting. Uh, You know, fake legs and arms, he he crafts legs and arms for him. He puts a mask on him so he, you know, has a face. And then as the boy gets older, uh, the demons realize he's still alive and they start trying to kill him. And then the guy's like, oh man, I gotta teach this kid how to fight so he can survive. So he actually makes him prosthetic arms with blades inside of them. And the boy, even though he doesn't have eyes, he can see, like, the soul. So if you're a good person, he sees you as a white you know, a white soul. If you're a demon, he sees you as a red soul. So even though he can't see his surroundings, if like a demon's coming at him, he can see that demon, therefore he can fight that demon. Hmm. Yeah, and of course... And then, uh, so anyway, he he learns how to fight from this guy using these prosthetic limbs with blades in them. Uh, and then he kills his first demon, who is attacking this little boy whose name is Dororo as the title of the show uh and he saves the little boy and upon killing that demon he gets his skin back on his face and he realizes that he's cursed and that he can go travel and kill all these demons to get his body back i.e the premises of the show and of course the little boy that he saves is an orphan whose parents died in the war and they, he travels along with them. There's a little bit more that meets the eye with this kid that I'm just now kind of coming into because I haven't finished the show. But just the fact that this kid was born without any limbs or sight or anything and he's out killing demons is just badass. And as soon as I heard that he was born without limbs and killing demons, I had to watch his show.
1: Hmm. I've so, got uh, like
0: nine episodes left, I think, but it's really good.
1: I was going to say, how many episodes did you just describe to us? Where should I start?
0: (laughs) Um, Honestly, I described like maybe the first two episodes, maybe one or two episodes.
1: I was hoping that you weren't going to go too much farther because then you were going to tell us the whole show without without us watching it. It sounds really interesting, though. I really like the 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 first
0: couple episodes are literally just him running into different demons and killing them and getting his body parts back. Uh, And then around like episode like seven or so. That's when the story really starts to like unfold, and you know stuff gets plugged in.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah it's it's pretty good so far, though. And I, I mean, like I said, I haven't finished it, but I have a feeling that it's gonna have a solid ending.
1: Kind of like uh,
0: I, I really think this boy, the like I said, like I said, his name is Dororo. I think he's key to this show somehow. Kind of like uh, Akame ga Kill you know the main the girl was you know Akame wasn't the main character but she ended up being the main character when the show ended right if you catch my drift I kind of think yeah. it's gonna be like one of those type of stories
1: mmm I see
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, okay and then other than that this is not really an anime I've been watching the boys on Amazon uh if you haven't watched that show and you like superheroes this is I mean I guess this is the perfect episode to announce it or to talk about it because it's a superhero you know my heroes yeah uh this show it's like if like so, you know like marvel and dc they always portray superheroes as being very linear they're pretty much good guys like superman i mean i guess there's always like alternate versions in a different universe of like superman being evil but you know core comic book clark kent's you know genuinely a good guy so what if clark kent pretended to be a good guy but behind the scenes was actually like murdering thousands of people
1: I would be interested in that
0: yeah so that's <laughs> kind of the premise of the boys okay and I will go ahead and spoil the first 10 minutes of it because that's what hooked me on the show uh, so it starts off with this uh, this guy his name's Huey and he works at like an electronics store I kind of like Radio Shack or something of that nature uh, all the young, like, 15-year-olds listening to this are like, what's Radio Shack? <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's an electronics store where you could go and get whatever electronical device you needed, you know, before Amazon. So he, you know, he's, he's the manager of the store or whatever, and he's like, his girlfriend shows up as he's getting ready to clock out. So it shows him closing up the store, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's walking down the street and, you know, flirting with his girlfriend. They're having a nice little conversation. She steps off the curb and her body explodes okay yeah and then it shows a hero who his name's a train he runs super fast like the flash and he was running so fast down this road she stepped out on the curb he couldn't stop it plowed right through her right in front of the boyfriend and then you know the the hero society or whatever they pay off the girl's family uh, you know, kind of hide everything. So nothing real big is hap- you know, Not a big deal is made out of it. And there's no justice. So Huey runs into another guy named Billy the Butcher. Whose sole goal is to murder all of the superheroes. <laughs> because they're all really bad people. And mm. that's kind of the premise of the show. Is them working together to take down all the bad soups. Even though they're just regular Right.
1: People. So if they sound... I you I wouldn't say that they're heroes because they're yeah. killing people, but well, they're more anti heroes.
0: Yeah, the fake hero. Yeah, no, no, the the people that are killing them. Well, yeah, yeah, they're in. in yeah, the like spotlight. The, the, the
1: butcher is an anti hero. He's not a yeah. villain, but he's trying to take out these supposed yeah. heroes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But of okay. course, you know the heroes are in the in the spotlight. They're portrayed as the good people because they save the world. Blah blah blah. Uh, but behind scenes that are actually like killing people and blah 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 and oh you yeah. know well I'm, I'm not gonna say anything past that but uh, but it's and it's got some gore in it my friend
1: well I like <laughs> it's, that it's, yeah that's a nice that's a nice breath of fresh air on the hero category because yeah. so many I'm t- I, I, I'm not a big fan of like the Marvel and DC stuff because it's always. Uh, this perfect human being, uh, this you know, th- all these powers can't be beaten. They do no wrong. It's it's portrayed the same way. So it's really nice to see
0: something a little different. Yeah,
1: for sure. something a little different. The way they mix it up, where you know these heroes are great in the spotlight, you know, and then th- really they're just manipulating the media and paying people off and keeping things in secret. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff I like. Yeah, it's that's a I, very. Good I will get into that.
0: It's a very good show. I highly recommend it okay highly recommend it and it's on right. you know, Amazon Prime it's an Amazon exclusive
1: well guess I won't be able to watch it <laughs> unless <laughs> sure. you wanna unless one of your viewers wants to sponsor me a Amazon account I'm out uh, of luck
0: I share an account <laughs> with three other people or I would give you my link but I think Travis has it. You can probably grab it from him
1: okay all right <clears throat> good deal yeah I like I'm it so I like I've been hearing a lot of people I was just going to say I've been hearing a lot of people talk about The Boys but I haven't seen anything. I don't really watch TV. I just YouTube or you yeah, know, so a legal site to watch everything I want to watch. So uh, TV isn't really my forte. So I haven't seen anything about The Boys, but a lot of people have been talking and I think you kind of just tipped tipped me over. Into it. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be looking into that. Yeah, it's
0: uh, pretty good.
1: As far as shows I've been watching, I'm, there isn't really anything new that I started, but I was behind on a couple, and really, I think my favorite one so far to catch up on has been Fire Force. I've talked to you a little bit about how Mm -hmm. good it is, and I just wanna say, if anybody is, is listening to this video and you haven't started Fire Force, or you started it and you kinda dropped it, season two of Fire Force is very good. I wanna say the storytelling is in season two, the storytelling has been my favorite to watch thus far. I am—I was more excited about this week's episode of Fire Force than I was for One Piece, and I love One Piece. Uh, now, One Piece did just get into a point. They're like tied. They're tied. Right now, Fire Force and One Piece have my equal attention. Um, if anybody has watched the show, they know who Joker is. Joker is the one-eyed, mysterious, smoking individual that approaches Shinra early in the show, and he's all—he's basically saying, "I have the—I have the answers you want," but he's not revealing anything. We get a lot of one-on-one with Joker in in the middle of this season, and this recent episode that came out blew my mind. Hmm. I think you, five minutes.
0: Putting it up there with One Piece, which, I mean, I, I obviously haven't watched One Piece as I've talked about, but I know how much you like One Piece. So you putting it up there with One Piece really makes me want to catch up, up on it.
1: I wouldn't say the whole show itself is is yeah. matched with One Piece's greatness and yeah, fantastic has- storytelling, but I haven't been this excited about an anime since One Piece. So this has my full attention right now season one has mixed reviews season one was action-packed it had a lot of really good visuals but it left the plot holes in the story and weird it did some weird things right Mm -hmm. well a lot of that is being answered in season two and season two not only did they amp up some of the animation in some scenes but they also downgraded some of the animation but made it look really sinister and cynical and it just looks dark and weird and eerie almost to the point to where if you're like skittish and you're watching it in a dark room by yourself and you're scared of the dark you're going to be looking over your shoulder like
0: what the fuck you're i mean some, some magical words meaning be dark
1: yeah it sounds nice it is weird it's very trippy and it's i don't know there's something about the show that's just grabbing me in uh the these last two episodes have been crazy I mean, Benny Maru is a character in this show, right? And he is considered one of the strongest fire users in the show. Um, Get too much into it in case you haven't seen it. And I know you're not caught up very far into it. But do you remember... Did you watch the bit where they were trying to take over that town and Benny Maru was throwing flags in the air? And... I don't think so. Benny Maru is the character who's very laid back and he's got his eyes are very very peculiar he has a star in one eye and a circle in the other does that ring any bells no okay well then you Uh, haven't met him yet yeah or maybe i don't
0: think i've even seen this guy i looked him up
1: okay he is a badass okay and that gets and that gets thrown into proportion in season one in season two some of the stuff that they're doing right now i'm not going to give away a whole lot but it's really good It's really good. There's a couple moments in season two where your your jaw is just open because you're like, I can't believe they just did that. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene that brings about. I didn't think, and me and Adam talked about it because Adam just caught up. Adam is another one of our buddies who is very adamant about anime and storytelling. And uh, a
0: couple podcast or a podcast episode, I think, with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were on one together. In case yeah. there's somebody new that doesn't know, yeah, I'm just yeah. throwing and out his name follow, randomly.
0: Follow Adam over at we Gaming on Facebook.
1: You beat me to it, I was going to say yes. that. He's, um, uh,
0: he's finally broke a thousand followers.
1: Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Well, I, uh, they touched, they touched on something that I didn't think that they would, and we haven't really seen it in anime in a while. It's a very touchy, quote-unquote touchy, keyword, subject, that... Is controversial and I'm just hoping that it doesn't cause issues in the community but they did this and I did not see it coming and it floored me okay mm-hmm. just saying there is stuff there is material in season 2 that's worth catching up to and if you haven't started Fire Force you now have a solid reason and that <laughs> is season 2 so anybody that either dropped it or hasn't started it you have to start it because it is underrated heavily it's good it's one of my favorite right now that's and that's how i'm gonna end it it's just fantastic they're doing a very good job with it and uh shinra the voice actor isn't doing what he was doing at the beginning of black clover and screaming all the time so it's really nice that he's <laughs> kind of found his uh place in the voice okay, acting so world so yeah.
0: is, he, is he voiced by the same character that voiced yeah
1: yeah same okay. character okay
0: that's cool i didn't know that
1: yeah
0: okay Well, I think that is a good point to wrap it up. I think we're pushing or just past an hour and a half. (laughs) So (laughs) we kind of got a little carried away with that one, but it was fun. Uh, Hopefully we could do another one like this. Uh, Maybe like a Black Clover one or something. I don't know. We'll have to find a show that we both watch together. Yeah. Uh, But until next time, have a good one.
1: See ya.